All right, guys. Well, welcome to our, our second episode for the, the Eves Edwards and Brian Sand podcast. Obviously, we asked you guys uh, for some names, and you guys have already sent us some good ones. We'll talk about that a little later. But Eves, please, without further ado, please introduce our special guest. He's like a brother to you. He's one of the head coach of the American Top Team, and we're super excited to have him on the show. Yeah, man. This is This is... Instantly, my best friend when I first went down to South Florida and joined American Top Team, I think it was because in the very first training session we had together, uh, me being a striker and him being a wrestler and me taking him down with a single right off the bat, I think that freaked him out. So he wanted to be friends, so so he'll be safe after that. But True story. <laughs> well, tell everybody his name first. He's out you know, in, in Virginia, cornering tomorrow night, cornering George Majvidal and Dust, Dustin Poirier. It's my boy, Charlie Mike Brown. Yeah, what's going down, man? Charlie? Is that what so that's what they call you? Is that, that's, is that no, the that's gym nickname? Only Eve calls me Charlie Brown. Ah, Charlie Brown. Got it. Got it. No, wait. Did, is this only single Eve. leg story? Is that true? Man, that, that, was, uh, that broke my heart a little bit. <laughs> I was thinking, like, there's no way this guy's going to take me down because he's a, you know, he's known as a kickboxer. Yeah. And literally... First go we went, straight wrestling, Eve took me down with a single leg. What year was this? Uh, what, 2008, probably? Yeah, seven or eight. It's been a while. Yeah, 2008, you know, but I was like thinking no way is this going to happen, and he, and he did. Eve loves to play himself down, and, and he did it on our first show, too. When we, we were good talking wrestling. about when, when, when he fought Josh Thompson, Hermes Front. I mean, when he beat Josh Thompson, there was no belt at lightweight, but he was the consensus at least in my eyes, the number one lightweight in the world in that time. I mean, who else was there? Now that was it. He was the he was the uncrowned champ for sure. Yeah. It was uh he won like five or six fights in a row. Nasty. Uh, wore Nick, a smiley Nick, face Nick on Agu- his crotch. Nick Aguilar, uh Hermes Franca. Uh there was a there was a bunch of them and they were all getting KO'd. Oh, and getting left and and nasty, nasty and he had the smiley face on his cup. On his on his fight shorts, a smiley face. Yeah, man, I'm I'm enjoying this. I feel like I could just sit back and let you guys talk about me for an hour. See how that goes. All right, we're inflating your I ego. Right. Well, I, I'm I loving she, it. My your wife must stupid. not be le- listening, or she'd stop us immediately. No, she she's over there. She's scowling at me right now. Like you better shut them up because that's not going on in this house. Oh man. Well, so so Mike, obviously your corner Mosfidal had some trouble making weight today. How's he feeling now? Uh, he's good. He got a couple IV bags in him. He's ballooning up, and uh, I, I think he's fine. He I mean, he was he w- he was literally like a quarter pound over. Yeah. It was it wasn't. I mean, he I think he was he was on pretty much. That guy. That guy. He was, was barely over the scale. He was terrible on this. It took him forever to get the weight for there. Yeah. He. I mean, he wasn't happy, but he made it. And, and Poirier, he's, he's feeling good. Poirier, he's being good spirits. He's fighting at 155 pounds. It's a much different cut for him than dropping a featherweight at 145. Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see a whole, a whole new animal with him. This guy, like, usually like six weeks before a fight. Literally, he is the strictest guy I've ever met with his diet. Yeah. Really? That, that's saying a lot, coming yeah. from, like, a big gym. I've been around a long time. He's the strictest guy. Would you say that, Eve, as well? Oh, definitely. I mean, I looked. I saw one of his Instagram pictures, like, two weeks ago, and I was like, Holy hell, Dustin's drinking a coconut water out of a coconut right now. Seriously, when he was fighting at 145, that was not something he was doing. He 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 weighed out how many pieces of spinach he got to eat for Literally. the day. Like he like I'm we're not making this up. He had to. It was it was every ounce counts for Dustin when he was fighting at 45. He would be like, "Okay, uh, in in 2 hours and 30 minutes, I can have a tablespoon of almond butter and 6 grams of yep. tofu." 
And then that's what he would do. And he wouldn't even like it, but he would eat it. I mean, it was like, and he would do this for like six weeks. And he, and his, his mind wasn't on the fight. It was all on the weight. And it, it was, uh, it was, I think, detrimental to some of his fights. You know? I saw him before he walked out to fight Conor McGregor. And, and we've all been back there. I mean, we know people can't comprehend the amount of nerves backstage at a UFC fight. I mean, I've seen high-level guys like George St. Pierre backstage before a fight wishing they didn't have to make the walk, <laughs> knowing it's their time and they wish. George, he'll tell you, he'll say, I wish the lights would fall in the octagon and they'd cancel my fight. And you could see in Poirier's eyes, I mean, all the hoopla and the hype around that fight, he had a lot of nerves. I mean, it almost looked to me like the nerves stopped him before he even got started in that fight. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a fighter for sure, you know, at, at heart, I think. He's one of those kids, a natural-born fighter. But, and I, I don't know, that was just a tough fight. It's, I think Connor, you know, he, uh, he's got good power. And, uh, Wait, he's solid, not taking yeah. any weight. Connor's good. Yeah, for sure. And then he, la- I mean, he hit him it, again. I, I say it every time I have to say it. It was in the back of the head. It wasn't intentionally in the back of the head. It's just a part of the game and something that happens. And when a guy with that much power hits you in a spot that, especially, he didn't see it, he thought he was moving out of the way, he wasn't braced for it. You know, I, I can understand that rocking him and stunning him. And the guy has power, and that's your job to finish. There's no eight counts in this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a no. co- it's, sometimes it's a coin toss. It's, uh, Playing with those little gloves, two guys that can bang, oh. and uh, and the best fighter doesn't always win. And, and uh, this guy he's fighting tomorrow, Fajeda, is he's sneaky good. He's one of those guys when you watch the film, you break him down. You know, he doesn't have it. And Poye said it better. He says, I don't think the guy has very high fight IQ, yeah. but he's technically sound in, in all areas. He's got some power too. Yeah, wild on the feet. You know, very high level jujitsu, and. Uh, I don't. I don't think his wrestling is the greatest, but like you said, his IQ is not the greatest. He'll 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 fight in ranges or places where he's not great. Mm-hmm. He doesn't mind fighting where where he's not his best. You know, or he he doesn't force it to the ground where, where he's very good. So, yeah, it'd be interesting to see that one plays out. I mean, he was definitely in high spirits for this. That that's for sure. Now you coach a lot of guys at, at ATT. Um, has there been a change since Robbie won the title? Is that a bit of a paradigm shift in the gym, or was it just, hey, this is a really happy day in business as usual? Ah, no, the, you could see, man, the uh, spirits of the gym, everyone training uh, harder, more intense. The level almost goes up. It's it's people like, see, oh, we can do this. Yeah. You know, you, you can see the, uh, it's like almost like climbing a mountain, you know, and you, like a really high mountain. And now all of a sudden you can actually see the peak. Yeah. You're like, oh, wait, there, there, the summit is there. It's you know, I, I can see the summit. A team with that much talent hasn't had a UFC belt before. That's crazy. Now, hey, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. Give me the most embarrassing Eves Edwards story. <laughs> Since I got you here and I know I, you I have some. I'm be, am I being dra- dragged into this? You, or? You, no, not dragged into it. I mean, it's willingly. I just, For him? I, yeah. I just, I, I, when I thought you, about this, you've been there so long. Give me the most embarrassing Eve Edwards story in ATT. You know, I, I honestly, I can't think of one that's embarrassing for him. Because it you probably... that smooth No, no, because it probably wouldn't stick in my mind. But I can think of one that will that stuck in my mind embarrassing for me. <laughs> <laughs> this Man, is a classic. That's such humility. He this turns is, it around on himself. No, this is easy. Because this is like when, uh, way back in the day when, you know, uh, first they actually offered... Me to fight Eve a couple times. I, I turned it down because he was just a beast. But then uh, later on, we ended up fighting for Bodog. They were paying good money. I'm like, 
screw it, I'll do it. But anyway, we're, 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 I'm fighting Eve, and in the fight, something happened where I, I got behind him, and I like tried to pick him up and take him down, and I kind of fell down, and he landed on top of me, and I farted. <laughs> <laughs> I landed right on his belly. He was oh, yeah, yeah. And can't I can't avoid that. <laughs> and he, but he was facing my feet, almost like a knee bar position, right? So I'm on my back. <laughs> and his, he's his, right in his face. And he fart, I farted in his face. <laughs> and then he goes, you stinky bastard, right in the middle of the fight. And he started hammer fist in my face. <laughs> you and could smell I, it, man. It, it, you could literally <laughs> smell it when he was out there. Oh, of and course you could. You're it's so funny. Tired. Like the fight, the, you know, the fight was over. And I literally <laughs> didn't, I didn't tell the story for like a few months because I, I was You're kind of, I was embarrassed. I didn't want to say, <laughs> Did he, he called fight? me a stinky bastard. I ended fight? up winning a close decision. It was, it was a really <laughs> you close. You farted on him. How do you, how do you recover <laughs> from that, Eves? You can't get that out of your head. And, uh. Yeah, but I was—I didn't tell anybody for a while. But then I actually, you know, I matured as a man, and I was <laughs> comfortable. Talk about I'm comfortable with my my you know bodily functions. Oh, but yeah, I farted in Eve's face in the fight, and he called me a stinky bastard. I asked him for an embarrassing story about Eve's, and look at what he what he unleashes for us. And that's that's some incredibly humility. What a brother for you, Eve's. Yeah, for him, I don't know. Well, all I can say, he's blind. <laughs> he squints a lot. I mean, but that's not really embarrassing. No, I'm I'm Scott's pretty smooth. I mean, it's it's hard to not be smooth when you're when you're the thug jitsu master. So, I'm, I'm Mike. Mike, we can let we can leave Mike here all night trying to figure something out, and it's smooth like take- eighty grit sandpaper. <laughs> this guy. Oh, yeah, that's I, well, I got something that's kind of embarrassing. Here we go. This I I, I just thought of it. Yeah, it took me a minute. He's he's really good. At dance, dance revolution. <laughs> That's embarrassing. Is this a video? Is this one? Of those this is one of those games? like you shouldn't be good at this game. The power pack game. I'm yeah, proud of that, man. He's very good see, at this. You go, when you see the guys that are good at that, they're in the arcade sweating. I did it with serious. him once, and oh. he was like showing off. Like I'm, I have video of it. I have video. Do you have of video? It. I do. You do? All right. We we need to release that on Twitter after the show for for the fans of the podcast. That that would be some incredible video. Footage. But I think the most embarrassing part is I think that he's proud that he's like good at it. So it's one of those videos. He's so good at it, it's not embarrassing. What the hell, Eve? I am proud of it, man. I try to put that thing up to 180 beats minimum for my dance for the songs I want to dance to. This is mm-hmm. like, hey, you guys are both at ATT, and since you brought up farting in the ring in Bodog, I gotta ask a question because Yo Romero still denies it, and I mean we've all seen the footage. And he did. He went one step further. All right. I mean, he he straight did number two in the octagon, and and we pointed it out during the MMA awards. One of the most embarrassing uh, moments of the year for for 2014. Can you confirm or deny? I mean, it was bad. I honestly can't confirm or deny. Maybe it was just like ass sweat or something. <laughs> if, if, if it's brown, then all right. I mean, it's just. I don't know. I, I I think I vaguely remember like the photos. It was bad. That leaked. It was it was bad. It's you know it's happened a couple times recently in the octagon, um, and it's just one of those things where you know as an announcer people see it and they don't want to say anything. Rogan can get away with it, but me and Kenny, if we were to bring that up, I mean we'd get hammered. You know what's funny is that like for some reason whenever I'm on one of these fight trips with uh, Dustin, it's always me, Dustin Poirier, and uh, Daya Davis, his boxing coach, one of the boxing coaches, and for every time only. Only when I go on the trips with those guys, the whole week is watching world star hip hop. 
You know, this <laughs> This is what these guys do, right? Yeah. So we're watching, like, these ghetto brawls, like, all, all week it. long. This is what we did all week. And there was one with this, like, there was this high school fight, and this girl was, like, urinating herself really bad. And I was thinking, damn, that must be... So, I mean, like, full-on... 16 ounces of, of urination in and, and she was wearing like gray sweatpants you know during the fight while our hair is being pulled you know our hair is being pulled and she's being like dragged on the ground just like some bizarre stuff where, where, where do they show this i mean how do they you don't know do you know about world star hip-hop no idea you, eve's educating me i mean i have no idea do you know what this is yeah world star hip-hop man that's where you go for all your hood hood entertainment I mean, it's it's all it's all about it's all about people from the hood fighting, throwing shovels at each other. Girls on 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 local on met, local metro buses getting uppercut by the bus driver. I mean, it's 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 it, it's that's literally what it is. It's just it's street fights, hood fights. Street fights. It's uh, girls shaking their uh, booty. It's, uh, <laughs> it's employee. <laughs> what else is there? Being a dude from Louisiana, I mean, yeah. down under Louisiana, he loves this. Oh yeah, yeah. he uh, <laughs> he has a little bit in him, a little bit of hood in him. Oh, for sure, he and uh, for sure, he's got a little bit of street in him, for sure. I, you know, I, I people, I, I went to, I went to a couple schools in South Scranton, PA, where you know, and I, I came from some of those areas. Eves, Eves will say I'm lying, but uh, my my hometown is not pretty. At all, either, but that's pretty funny. I know. See, in Georgia, we probably have a show like that for like Redneck Nation or something like that. Because I mean, I'll tell you what: you get out to rural Georgia, and you'll see you'll see some stuff like that, man. I mean, it'll blow your hair. I'm from rural Maine, so uh, rural Maine is like like no black people. This is like give us the movie, like no black. No, yeah, (laughs) we. I mean, I had a pretty actually had a big school, like 1,200 people, which is big for Maine, I think. Mm -hmm. But we literally had one black person, or maybe. one family, I should say, in the, in the whole school. 1,200 people, one family, so it's like two kids. And they bust the them in. Literally in the whole school. Wow. Wow, that's like Eve's down there in Austin. Hey, it's, we, got, we got like seven black people up here. So we're, I'm good. I'm good. I got a couple friends. Austin's growing, man. Austin's Fast. cool. Austin's a, it's cool a great city. town. Yeah, yeah. It is a cool town. Yeah, it's a lot of fun, and it's spreading out, but hmm, I don't know. It's It's... It's the best place in Texas, that's for sure. It's a hip, it trendy place. It know? is. It's, yeah, it's, it's cool. different than the, the rest of Texas. The barbecue place is badass. Hell yeah. The, the Salt Lick. I've been there in Salt Lick. Salt Lick's awesome. Right, what's the one? The, uh, they, man, they have got like national like distribution of the barbecue sauce. What's the one to eat? Where it's like, what is it? Yes. Stubbs barbecue. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. We went there. What was it called? Stubbs barbecue. That's Stubbs the third time I say that. Stubbs better give us some give us some barbecue sauce or something. Yeah, yeah hopefully. Yeah, yeah. He's sponsor the show. Here That's what you can get. <laughs> hey, were you there when they filmed this latest reality show? I imagine you were. Yeah, uh, yeah, a bit. How intense did that get? Was it pretty fun? It was uh, crazy intense. Really? It was really, uh, really emotional. Everyone was really into it. This well. What, Explain what you're talking about. The two about. gyms, yeah. Yeah, talk, yeah. Go, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the, so. yeah well, yeah, what he's talking about is uh, they just did the next Ultimate Fighter TV show, and it was Black Zillions, which is a local gym down in Florida who's, who was uh, like eight miles from American Top Team. They had an Ultimate Fighter show with team versus team, and uh, they just filmed it, and it'll be released in April, I think. And uh, yeah, it was like every, every fight was like a street fight. Because, you know, it was the whole camp 
it was like your camp and their camp in there. And it was, everyone was really on one side. There was no like, nobody in there was impartial. You know, wow. everyone was, I am for Not this guy or I am person. for the, And, uh, the, yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty intense. Eves, how did that all start, right? So uh, get, correct me if I'm wrong. A guy started Black Slains and some of the guys from AT left. Were, were you there when this began, this rift began? Are you talking to me, Brian, or Mike? Yeah, I'm yeah. Talking, I said Eves. Well, there was, there was, we had, we had a couple of, uh, Mike, remember we had a couple of years of, of, of some contention in the gym between certain individuals and, and, and the, the core of the team, you know, some people were, there was a lot of back and forth going on, but I had left Florida. Um, I used to, of course, I used to live down there when I first joined the team, stayed there for a while. My wife wanted to get back to Texas, wanted to get back in the public school system. And so we left and I left just before, I think like four or five months before the whole black zillion American top team rivalry started. And from what I know, I know that we had a Muay Thai coach in there, and there was a guy, the Glenn Robinson guy, he used to train. Uh, he used to come in and do privates with our Muay Thai coach. And and I don't want to tell more of the story because I, I think I will ruin it at this point only because I wasn't there for that portion of, of, of the breakdown. But um, I think Mike, Mike can, could really clarify that for us. Can uh, you, Mike? Can you? What? How it started? How? Yeah. How the, I mean, the, the, the birth? I mean, the birth of Black Zillions, From what I understand, you know, obviously Rashad was one of the first key members to go down there, and it wasn't even right. called Black Zillions at first. It was called uh, something like a P, right? Uh, what was it called? Yeah, so it was called Imperial, right? And then I know Rashad was one of the first guys to end up going there, but like George Santiago, Danilo Villafort were some of the guys too, right, Mike? Yeah, Danilo, Yuri Villafort as well, and Jay Z Cavalcante. Who was another uh, tough fighter for yeah, us? Yeah, squad. Yeah, and uh, and then they kind of brought a few guys that were going back and forth from Brazil to us, like Buscape, uh, you know, uh, Luis Palmino. Uh, no, what is his name? Not Luis Palmino. Uh, yeah, a few other fighters yeah. that were that were going back and forth. They all ended up uh, going over there and started gym, and it's really close. It's you know. 10, yeah. 10 miles away and or less. So. Fired up Dan Lambert, right? I mean, who's kind of like the, the almost like the the owner. He's like an NFL team owner of ATT, right? Is that yeah, he, he, he's him? the owner. He's uh, started it, and he's he's been there since day one, and uh, it's his baby. <clears> so these know? were like gang fights. This, I mean, this season, The Ultimate Fighter, I have not watched The Ultimate Fighter in I, I don't know how many years, but I think I am finally interested in it again. Eves, I don't know. How, did you watch that show pretty often the last few seasons? Man, I I think after season three, I just kind of fell off. I just kind of watched it here and there. I did watch like the live season because I was 55ers. I did try to watch as much of the 55 seasons as I could because I was kind of, kind of felt like I was scouting guys. But yeah, for the most part, I would watch the fights to get in the house and then it just kind of fell to the wayside. I didn't think about it too much. Yeah, Mike, were there any fights? I know you can't name any fighters, but were there any more memorable than others? You know, just devastating losses. It was ex it was really exciting. That's all I can say. I mean, the, I, did the fights I don't think... take place in your gym? Yeah, well, this is how it worked. It worked like I mean, actually, I'm not, I'm not sure how I'm, I'm, how much I'm allowed to say on this stuff. You could say that but, much. But, you just uh, can't yeah, say yeah, 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 yeah. I'm saying, but uh, the, it it went by. Um, when you won, you took control of the fight, so it was in your gym. 
you know. So wow. they, it started with a coin toss. First fight was in the gym who won the coin toss. And then it was it would go back and forth. If you won, then you kept the, the control type of thing. Fight for like home field advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's and so, so you got everybody's friends and family, you know, in there and yelling and screaming for their guy. And then everyone else, like the opposing families and, and friends just going bonkers, you know. Wow. Really, really like it, it, it really felt like a uh, – I felt like I was in high school watching a street fight again. That was like the feel. <laughs> it was really like that. Oh man! So I hate that. I hate that I wasn't able to come down for at least a portion of it, man. It was really that, cool. It was cool. Yeah, that sounds like it would have been. It would have been a fun time just to be in the gym. And, and what did they? Did they? Did they rearrange the gym? I don't want to get too deep into it. But did they re- rearrange the gym for that? Well, they yeah, they had to add like uh, regulations uh, si- uh, size octagons, okay. like fight octagons in each gym. And actually, uh, it's funny because Dana and Lorenzo uh, came to to one of the fights, and they were like, "Wow, this is crazy! This is this is just like Fight Club." That's oh, what they man. said. Yeah, it was cool. Dude, this is only going to fuel the rivalry worse. Like, yeah, you, like, you guys are going to see each other at restaurants, and I mean, are any of the fighters cordial to one another? I think yeah. so. I know. Yeah, you know, the fighters actually, you know how how fighters are. They end up. You know, you end up running each other's respect oh, yeah, at yeah. the end of the day, you know? Yeah, you know, I agree with that. I, I don't think there's anybody I've ever fought that if I see him on the street, even a guy you didn't know and didn't really spend much time with, as soon as you see each other, you go right towards one another. There is definitely that respect earned with one another. Yeah, it's a uh, – you fought a guy, there's a, a, definitely a, a bond that's forever yeah. after, after that. Even if you fart on him, right? Even if you fart on him. <laughs> Maybe that makes it stronger. I still haven't been able to wash that smell out, but, but <laughs> I know, I know you, like, I, I screamed that you're stinky, but you were saying somebody else talked to Unified. Do you, you remember, like, who was yeah. that? What was that all about? Only, uh, only two guys have ever spoke to me in a fight. One, one was Eve when I, when I farted on him. <laughs> and then once this guy I, I fought, he was literally from Kazakhstan, like where Borat, his name is Ren, Renat Mirzabekov. Wow. I was, it was early in my career, but I was like, I was, I think I took him down. I was, I was in his guard and I was like cracking him with some good shots. And he started like talking to me and I didn't know what he was saying, you know, but literally like, I'm like, what, the, this is really bizarre. You know, I'm hitting him and he's talking to me and he wasn't defending himself. He was talking to me, you know? So I ended up just like, I rolled back, I heel hooked him and the fight was over like right, right, right then. But then after he started like trying to tell me, he's like, I saw deja vu. You didn't see that? What? This is what he's telling me. He's telling you de- deja vu in the yeah. middle of a fight. Yeah, and like, he was trying to tell me while I'm punching him in the Stop face. Stop punching me in the face. Yeah. I'm having a moment of deja uh, yeah, vu. Yeah, it, it was a, it was a, and I, it's funny too that he was from Kazakhstan, I thought. Crazy. Just because of the, you know, the Borat thing. Eve, you had, yeah, right? If you had over 80 fights, you ever have anything like that happen to you? Man, there wasn't. I can't think of a single person that's talked to me during a fight. Um, the, the the only the only things that really stand out in my head that I remember was Mike farting. Of course, that's like that doesn't go anywhere. You remember that forever. And then one time, Hermes, Hermes and and Aaron Riley, they both were grabbing my shorts, and you know how it is. You can't really move your hips. The guy's trying to control your hips. He's cheating. He's grabbing on his shorts and stuff like that. But I I know I don't. Nobody talks during fights. It's weird, man. Except I don't. Except you, apparently. Who else have you have you talked to other people besides me? I've talked. I've talked to my corners. Um, I, and Pride because Pride is you know 
over in Japan, fighting in Japan. It's so quiet, man. And my coach, my boxing coach, remember Lewis Wood, he was um he was saying something to me and I couldn't hear him. I was on the other side of the cage and I was like, I can't hear you. What'd you say? So he had to repeat it. And I wasn't afraid of my opponent hearing it because my opponent was Saichi Kimoto. So it was a Japanese guy who didn't speak English. So I was like, just tell me what you're saying, man. I don't get it. Bobby Green, he talks the whole fight. Yeah, I mean, you, or Diaz brothers talk all oh, the time. Oh, yeah, constantly. Yeah. Constantly. They're, they're pretty funny. Too. I remember uh, Cub Swanson told me a story. He was actually, actually after he fought Dustin Poirier, it was a great fight. Yeah. And and as the tides were shifting and, and Cub was starting to get the better of him, Poirier said something to the effect of, like, man, you're you're crushing my dreams, man. And and, and, and Cub said something in return to the effect of, like, hey, they're my dreams true too, you know? But that's that's the emotion of it all when you're in there. Like, that. It's an awful feeling when you want something so bad and everything you're doing just isn't working that night. Yeah, it is. Uh, and But just to have the, the, the wherewithal to like see that yeah. and then you know, articulate it to, to your opponent, which is it's just pretty crazy. It is. It Matt, is. Brian, I, I re- you know what I want to do? If, 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 if you're cool with it right now, I, I, I want to I hit Mike with some, some of those things that we talked about when we were texting back and forth with each other. And um, I want to hit Mike with, with some of those questions that we were, we were talking about, man. I want to I want to like get his responses on them. Yeah, it's, it's, we're calling it our, our lightning rounds. So we've we've you know, Eves is very creative, by the way. His his questions are better than mine. So I'm gonna let you know, Eves, you get one, I go, I'll, I'll go one. And so as quick as you can, first thing comes okay. to mind. We ask him, and if you have a moment, yeah. you got to explain yourself. That's All right, fine this should, too. This we'll should slow be, it down. This should be interesting. This should Eves, be. Eves, get us started on our first ever lightning round. <laughs> All right, first question for you, Mike. What did you eat before we fought? Man, that's a long time ago, man. It's a lot more important uh, yeah. now that we know the backstory. Yeah, man, I was in Russia. Who the hell knows? Probably, I, I don't know. Some Probably had a shot of vodka. I don't know. Yeah. We're in, I, I literally don't remember. Long time ago. All right, all right. Smelliest fighter you've ever trained with or fought? Uh, this, I mean, I feel terrible even, like, bringing something like this up. Probably this guy named um dan loman who trains at american top team is he still there now he's there now yeah and, and, i hope he doesn't hear this but <laughs> but it's but i think it's because of his diet he told me like he has to eat a lot of garlic oh yeah because i th- i think he actually is like a cancer survivor and he says that it like uh helps fight away his cancer or something i'm not like you're such so a can't... jerk man why you throw why you... i know but i mean but it, but it, you, i mean everyone knows them too that it's about he's stinky <laughs> <laughs> all right all right so this this is one of those this is one of those questions for for a coach now man who is um who's the best guy in the gym right now that nobody knows about well it's not robbie lawler <laughs> because everyone knows about him that uh well i don't know if people know about dudes now, you know, uh, that nobody knows about, um, does, do people know Masad Bektik? Yeah. He's in the UFC, right? Yeah, he has is, to be a, a non UFC. Yeah, dude. I'd say who's your best up and comer in ATT right now. I would go with, uh, probably Jamie Alvarez, 125 pounder who, uh, yeah, that's he, good. That's a weight. He's we coming need some up. New blood he's a too. guy who like, a 125 pounder who I was like, holy crap, this guy is strong. Huh. You know, when wrestler, I, striker, and then, you know, and all of one it. of these new, new guys. Breed, yeah, yeah, new breed, man. Just scrapping like this dude is strong. 
and he's wow. 125. You no know, for, for 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 me to hear you say that about a 125 pounder, that's a big deal because I've always told everybody that you are one of the strongest guys. When you're on top, it's not fun, and yeah. you're always on top. And he, I mean, he doesn't. You look at him, you would never guess in a million years how strong he is. You know, one of those naturally strong just guys. Just a freak, terrible. a freak. What was his name again? Jamie Alvarez. Jamie Alvarez. We'll yeah. be we'll be watching. Yeah, he'll 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 be in the UFC. Hardest hitter you ever trained with or fought? Hardest hitter that I ever trained with or fought. Oh man, it's tough because when you've been knocked out a couple times. You almost want to say them, but I don't think they're the hardest hitter. You know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes you get hit with those 16-ounces in practice. and you just I mean, like for me, I remember the first time I got hit by Dan Henderson, and it was just one of those guys who just naturally everything he hits you with will. You know what I'll say is uh, I'll go with Dustin Poirier. No kidding. Because you know what? He, he, he hits hard without trying to hit hard. I've been hit. You know, some guys, like I, I think I hit hard yeah, myself. Yeah, do. But I use like every ounce of energy to do it. Mm-hmm. He hits hard without even trying. Like every punch is hard. Just has it. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen Dan Henderson break people's noses when they shoot for a takedown. Yeah, that's... He's just firing an underhook and he broke a guy's nose, split it right open. I mean, knocks guys out in the gym by accident. I've heard, yeah, a lot of stories of Henderson Oof. throwing bombs. All right. All right. Here's, here's one more for you, Charlie. Uh, if you, right, right now, if you could fight one super fight, who would you get? Who would you pick? I, all time, it can be guys from before our day, guys from our day. Some of these kids now. If you could fight one super fight, who would it be? You're 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 in your prime. Oh, easy, by the way. easy. Who's that? Hoist Gracie. No kidding. Just because, <laughs> man, the legend, man, the, the the guy who who we looked up to so much, and was like the man, and it started it all. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And man, I you know, looking at it now, you know, you think you got a shot. You know what? That's 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 a Mike Brown answer, man. Because you, like, I th- I think you and I were the same. We're the same in that that generation of fighting the guys from our our group. Man, we saw it from the beginning. So so we we always root for the old guys when they're in there, and we see how the game changes. But but yeah, that's an old school answer, man. You definitely have to go back to to the to the guys that started it all. Seven. Those were those were voice. Stars to us, you know. Those yeah, early guys, the pioneers, the yeah. There, there was. I, I liked fighting back then even more than I do now. It's back when it was NHB, huh? One. Yeah, oh one. But, but I mean, back in like '93 and '94. I mean, when it before I even was fighting, I liked that even better. There's a lot of mystery around it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The 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 ninja versus a sumo wrestler. <laughs> I love that. Straight, no weight classes. And, yeah, and, pulling hair. And you know what I loved was the idea of lock two guys in a room and see who comes out. Don't yeah. touch them, don't mess with them, don't fuck with them. Who is the baddest dude, you know? If you they want to like grab each other's balls, punch each other in the <laughs> eye, whatever it took, you know? It was so cool, man. That's crazy. That's what made me get into it. Okay, so I'm going to uh, – this this next question, and I don't mean it in just the literal sense of the word, the biggest jerk. And I mean this, and we all know this guy. There's one guy in every gym who's the jerk to train with. He cheats in practice all the time. You're doing a drill, and he's going 120 miles an hour. There's always that guy. Like I, I know a guy in Atlanta who literally – I ask him, why do you cheat in practice? There's no point in that. You're the kind of guy who cheats in solitaire. Like why are you grabbing my shorts? Why are you grabbing inside of my gloves? Because you could, you gotta try and get away with that in the cage. Is what he'll always say. Yeah. 
who's the biggest jerk in the gym you ever trained with? Uh, you well, know right away. Yeah, it's real easy, but there's no way I can say it because I'm at American Top Team. And I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> That's a terrible question. Okay. If I wasn't still there, I could maybe. You do, know. do you want us? Do you want us to answer it for you? I mean, I mean, I we brought it. it up in the first. I have an. You can idea. do what you want. I have but an I'm idea. I'm not saying anything. No. Yeah. Is it around your weight class? I'm. I don't. You're even, not hinting at anything. I don't. I don't even, I don't I don't even dare. I don't like staying as far away from that question as possible. I don't blame you. I'm sure Eve knows who it is. I'm sure. Every every gym has one, and that's it's just it's funny when when you encounter him. We had one at Jackson's, and and he's actually in prison now. His name was Tyler East. <laughs> he was a heavyweight, and and he was an incredible athlete. He was a state champion wrestler, but he was nuts. So, I mean, he was just out of his mind. And I'll never forget. I'm getting ready to fight George Santiago. It's a big fight for me. It's my first week at camp, and Greg has me going with this heavyweight who's 250 pounds. He's inside my guard. It's little gloves day where you're grappling with very light ground and pound. He postures up, and he hammers me with a right hand, and I'm almost out. So I kick him off me, and I get up, and I'm very vocal, and I tell him. And I say, look, you, you have control problems. I will never train with you again. Get out of the octagon now. Now, this kid at the time was fighting for like 500 and 500 in local shows, and I'm fighting for big money in the prime of my career. I'm a top 10 guy facing a world champion. And I was furious. Oh, yeah. Furious. So anyways, this kid ended up, I mean, he was selling drugs. He broke into some girl's apartment. I don't know. He's in jail for a while. And, and it's unfortunate because if he could have been controlled and gotten help, the kid had, I mean, a legitimate shot to be a good heavyweight. I think his brother, Cody East, is still You hurt fighting. yourself. You only When you do that stuff, you're hurting yourself. Yeah. You know, that's it. Because the good guys don't want to train with you. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, yeah, you know, what we we would do. Nobody else wanted to train with him. We just fed him to John Jones. I mean, John. It didn't matter who it was. Yeah, you could right. throw whoever you wanted to kid. You, you only hurt it. yourself. Yeah, you only hurt yeah, yourself. exactly. Yeah, right. right now, you just get to train with John. Yeah, you think you think that you're helping yourself somehow, but you're not. Yeah. All right, so check it out. When 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 I used to go down for my training camps, a lot of times I would stay with Mike, and we'd spend a lot of time in front of the TV. Watching comedy and, and uh, a lot of other stuff like that. But, Mike, what's your all-time favorite TV show? All-time ever. Ooh, all-time favorite TV show. You know, it might be it might be Jackass TV show. Right? I, I, I will say anytime that movie's on, Jackass I have is to great. check it on. It is well, at, at, at its time, it was the best show on TV. So, But I'll tell you my favorite TV show now. Is Tosh Point Out probably. Really? Yeah. So you like the funny videos. You probably like ridiculousness as well, too. Yeah. That's like a uh, a ripoff I mean, of Tosh. Only the only the videos are funny in that. Tosh is humor is really funny. Tosh is he's a funny dude. Actually we saw him live stand up like uh, last year. He was funny as hell. Me really good. Me, Brad Pickett, and my girlfriend went. He was he was funny as hell. That's I thought Brad Pickett was your girlfriend, man. What's that? No, I'm just messing with you. <laughs> oh, you thought Brad Pickett was my girlfriend. I got it. <laughs> Eve, since you asked that question, I want to know what's your favorite all time, actually. Whoa, that's uh, I didn't think this is going to be bounced back on me. Um, this is going to be some Star Wars, Star Trek shit. <laughs> he's a science. He's a Trekkie. He's a Trekkie. I I am a dork, and and nobody's 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 going to appreciate this, and I, and that makes me sad. But I think sliders. <laughs> Nobody, nobody's even gonna remember See, that show, Jack, but it was. I don't it was, even know what that is. It was from the '90s, and it was this show about about multi-dimensional travel. So you go to another dimension, and things are just a little bit different. Maybe the Nazis won the World War II, or maybe um, 
Sounds terrible. <laughs> it's pretty bad, but you, you have to be a sci-fi up. geek to watch it. He's a geek. We're getting back to Mike, and of course now. And my last question that. for you. I definitely, you know, because we're, we're brethren, we're alumni, and, and we never forget. What was your favorite all-time, other than winning the title, obviously, favorite WEC moment? Dude, favorite... Uh, Cause that was fun fighting back then, dude. It was, you know what? I actually, I was funny. I was just talking to Sean Shelby, uh, literally like an hour ago or two hours ago, and we we're talking about the the highlight of Charlie Valencia of yeah. hitting that overhand right <laughs> and dropping Ian McCall, and then somehow like belly to back to playing him all in the matter of like two seconds. Yeah. Just in a, and that's like wow. That's what the WEC was all about. Little guys scrapping like little cats. Wild like, fights. You know? Us, us in the back room. I mean, it was literally a room as big as one hotel room, and you had almost every fight except for the co-main and main event back there, and a curtain between us. So you'd warm up, and the other dude would be right. You could literally see each other. Yeah, yeah. And guys would be yelling back and forth. They'd be talking smack to each other before they walked up the little steps and would go in the cage to fight each other. Yeah, I mean, I miss those days, man. I really loved the smaller cage too. The smaller, oh, I loved it. I, yeah, it loved was it. it was blue. good for my style. You know, uh, not a lot of room to run, not a lot of you know room for footwork. I'll tell you the hard part though was uh, we'd always hit the Hard Rock, and they would have rehab there, and you, you know we'd fight on like a Wednesday night or what. But I mean, people were always hammered in that hotel room. And I remember I was fighting on it one time. Wait. It was the night before my fight, and it was four in the morning, and these kids were screaming outside my hotel room and they wouldn't stop you know I'm just laying down hoping they will just go away and I can't sleep enough as it is so literally I go running out there in my underwear and I'm like screaming at these young kids I'm, I'm active duty at the time so you know it's, it's straight up Marine Corps you know service get in your rooms right now it's far too late for you like you know like grown up talking yeah, these college the kids. kids are hammered F you you know and so I'm like chasing them down the hallway it was bad, but you know, you're trying to get some sleep, but that was the problem with that hotel. That was a party hotel. I mean, it was a party. The whole time they had uh, the the killers. Is that the, yeah, the, the yeah, killers yeah, yeah, were yeah, playing yeah. live the one fight card the night before the fight. They're playing live in the parking lot till two in the morning. Everybody's trying to sleep. I remember we saw one time too uh, these dudes partying there. It was me and Pickett. We went by their room, and I I, I yelled. They were they were really loud in their room, and their door was open. So I just did like a. You know, like <laughs> one of those deals. And we walk down the hall. And then all of a sudden, they come walking out, like three of them. They had IV bags, these guys walking around with IV bags, like rehydrating after they got drunk. <laughs> yeah. And they were, but they were drunk still. Awesome. And they, they had it low, real low. So the blood was going back into the, into the thing. Oh, no, into and they were the asking, they were, we're cracking up. They won't. We actually had to got, I have a photo with them. We got a photo with these guys. Oh. They were so crazy. And they, they were like, you want one? It stops hangovers. And they were like hammered. So they're just drinking and IV yeah, at the same at time. at the same time because they said it stops ha hangovers. They just but the blood was figured going, Vegas out. It was, the, the blood was literally going back into the <laughs> IV. It was so crazy. <laughs> they had it all wrong. That's crazy. Yeah, it was the, yeah, the uh, and it was at the Hard Rock. Oh. Um, that's awesome. I, 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 I am going to say this right now. I Right this second, I'm so jealous because – you guys sound like you're ha like having a great time over there. I just wish I was a part of the party because when we finish this, I would I would be 
guaranteed to take make Mike go out and we're gonna go do something. I mean, we're we're not like party animals or anything, but I just it sounds like it just sounds like a good time, and I I miss my boy, man, Charlie. I miss you, dog. I can't wait till I come down. Yeah, I know, man. It's uh, how long you been away from Florida? Since November, it feels like man. Ten years, but <laughs> yeah, it's only been like four or five months. But yeah, man, I I miss you guys. I miss I miss all the guys down there, and 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 I can't wait to come down. I'm gonna try to come down next month or June at the latest. We'll make you feel better. I mean, we, we have to head to the arena tomorrow, like nine in the morning. Yeah. So if you were bed. even here, it would be time for maybe like one beer, and then we'd be all going to bed anyways. That's true. That is true. It is gonna be early night for us. Early early morning fights, but man. I'll tell you, Eves, what, what a great idea. This is Eves' idea. Man, Mike Brown will be in town. He'll come on the show. Mike, you've been fighting since, I mean, 2001 was your first pro fight. Yeah. I couldn't miss this because I realized, hey, you know what? I am the first guest ever on this damn show, and first I'm not going to miss it. It, it, it. Damn straight, and it had to be a WEC vet. That's right. Yet, we, proud of that. Alumni for sure. High five You there. missed the high five, Eves. Yeah, Sorry, buddy. It. That that's a black thing. Look, look at it. two white guys get to do a high five. That's, yeah, that's a yeah. that's a white guy move. What How come a, every time we try to end the show, you got to pull a black thing on me, and I got to be the white guy? In the what show. does a black guy do? Slap on the ass and tell you good game. That's the only way no, I'm touching you. No, they do like a fancy high five, like a blow it's it up. Way smoother than no, oh, you you know it's gonna be smooth. Like it's it, it's cool. It, um, it's okay that, that you know the two white guys get the high five tonight because you gotta see the black handshake to end the conversation. Now I remember actually. Oh, uh, you know what's funny? I remember doing like the uh, blow it up with your son. Remember the the you yep. he was a little boy and we'd hit the, like hit fist and do the. He's already so smooth. Oh, already. oh yeah, he's yeah. Kid. I bet he's so super smooth. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Smoother than we'll ever be. <laughs> it's That's just damn sure. it's in his DNA. Man, oh. Charlie, I got to say, thank you for, for, for linking up with Brian tonight and, and coming out, man. This is... This this was uh, this was more fun than I expected. I mean, the first the first episode was just Brian and I. That was fun, but this is this is cool. This dynamic of getting three of us in here, and there's still so much, so many stories to oh, tell, man. and so much yeah, fun things to talk about. Thank you for coming in, man. You know, man, when Hartnett told me, he's like, man, we got to get Eve to do a podcast. We got to get Eve to do a podcast, and I was like, man, that's a brilliant idea. He's like. Uh, super smart, super opinionated, you know, loves, loves to talk shit. And then when uh, I heard it was Brian, I was like, man, there's no way this isn't going to work. There's, it, there's no way. It's so funny because we started talking. I mean, we were so like-minded yet so different-minded. And we'll come up with similar conclusions, but the process is so different. Yeah. And it's really fun for us to discuss how we get there. But strong opinions, you know. You, got, you guys opinions. aren't like weak-minded. Totally you like you have lines like this is my line and I'm standing <laughs> right at it and, and and you're not moving my line. And I'm going to argue at 100%. <laughs> yup. There's That's no wishy-washy with you guys. There isn't. There isn't, man. So tune in folks. We'll definitely uh, this this will be out and then we'll have another one early next week and we're going to be talking uh the new Iran nuclear deal, we'll be discussing that. We're going to discuss some of the, the new emails that have unfolded out of Ferguson and some of the racist emails that have Eves Edwards very fired up, as they should, and, and myself and the rest of the country. So we're going to talk a lot of hot topics, and we'll review this card that's taking place tomorrow. Yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. There's some fights I really, really, really excited about tomorrow night. Want to see Juliana Pena get back in there and see see where she's at after coming back from that injury. Of course, I want to see Dustin do his thing at 55. 
Jorge, he's going to go out there. Those guys from, from Long Island, New York, they're pretty tough, but I think Game Bread is... There's a reason why that kid's named, named the Game Bread. And then, of course, the main event, man. That's that's two of the best wrestlers at the 45 division for MMA. Um, I'm excited about that fight, which is going to definitely break those those the results of those things down and get into the, the things that Brian brought up. I'm, I'm excited about where we're going, Brian. We're, this Guys, get on the bus because we're, we're going to be making a lot of stops, and, and you don't want to lose your seat. Amen, brother. Thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, take care, man. Have a great one, folks. See ya.